like uncool a very bravo podcast i'm elizabeth and i am joined by just julia this week julia and i are doing a rapid so this week we're gonna bust through everything and then next week we will be back with a regular episode so this week we had reunion part one of atlanta and julia you and i are kind of disagreeing on who was the villain of this reunion I think it's 100% Kenya. And I think that's a lot of hard work being done by Kenya because Drew is trying so hard to be the villain and the good guy, kind of anything that will get her hired again for next season, in my opinion. Okay, yes, I totally agree with you on that. Um, I'm super not a fan of Drew sticking herself into anything. And that backs up what you're saying, that she's just trying to get on for next year. If something happens, Drew's like, yeah, I defended you too. I I was there too. I I did this. Also, Drew is just straight up a liar. Trying to get Kenya to look like the bad guy, calling her out for her insensitive Halloween costume, which it was. Kenya swings back and said, Drew, you had the exact same costume. And Drew was trying to make it like, I have Native American heritage and it was an honor. And then I think even Cynthia chimed in and was like, girl, you used hashtag Halloween. Yeah, and then she said, no, that was my sister. So over the true drama. But she's everywhere. Kenya and Portia are sitting closest to Andy, either side. Makes sense, they have drama. Mm -hmm. Candy and Cynthia were the farthest away. And I thought that was kind of telling. A lot of people are mad that Cynthia didn't really bring anything, except for her COVID wedding. Candy, I thought Candy was the voice of reason, but people, I kind of are over Candy I've been 100% behind everything Candy said. I liked her loyalty to the Bolo mystery. I liked (laughs) everything going on, except I had the same reaction Kenya did when Drew brought old daddy to meet her son. And Candy defended that. I'm a Candy stan as well. And I did not like the old... Stop saying old daddy. It's weird. I don't like it at all. It implies that there is a new replacement daddy, which is also weird. Mm -hmm. The whole situation just... Makes me feel uncomfortable, but it's weird because this was quite an action-packed reunion, and yet I don't really feel like much was said. The biggest thing that happened to me was that at the beginning of Atlanta, we were watching a fun Lifetime mystery called Murder, She Drew. Yeah. And the mystery was, is Drew's husband so awful, we're now nervous that Drew is going to be murdered. M. Night Shyamala twist. He's a normal dude. (laughs) He's a normal dude, and... She seemed offended that we all thought we were watching Murder, She Drew. The show that Drew and Ralph produced to get them on the show, Murder, She Drew, they've decided doesn't play and they're trying to pivot and it's all just making them seem so disingenuous. And Andy too, not buying the bullshit Tampa timeline. Also, we haven't brought up again the cameras And the screenshot of Drew sleeping on the couch. Are there cameras in the new home? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that this is, your husband is a kind of guy who records you sleeping on the couch, but then he's going to be this amazing guy who helps your son rekindle with his biological father. Right. It makes everything that much more insidious if it's true, but everything feels so bullshitty. Just like the whole drama with Drew and Kenya when she said, you called me a stray. And then she's trying to back up everything she did. Crying like, girl, this isn't Beverly Hills. Atlanta goes way harder than this bullshit. (laughs) Kenya is looking like a villain, but I just do not like Drew. 
I think that's the thing is Kenya's a way more fun villain. Drew's just kind of annoying and she's not good at it. She doesn't have like a straight narrative where mm. Kenya, very consistent, huge fan. And I feel like with all of Kenya's marital problems and mm-hmm. her now pending divorce, we're watching Kenya's real life and Drew. We're watching question We're watching mark. Drew produce her storyline really poorly. Probably because she hired Ralph to help her. Yeah. He's clearly not a good physical therapist. No. Uh, spy or producer. Yeah. Or strip club goer. <laughs> um, so Dallas, we got our last episode. And all I could think is that, what? You missed this season on Dallas. Holy shit. This was a boring season. If we did not have Tiffany, I don't think I could do it. Tiffany was so great. Um, do you know what wasn't great, Julia? Hmm. Watching Brandy, who at this point is four and a half months pregnant, drink and then throw herself down a flight of stairs for yet another Bravo murder mystery themed party. I mean, the fact that she was pregnant made it hard to watch. But it was a good fall. It was a good fall. She started at the top of the stairs. That's commitment to the bit. She tumbled and she had to do a 90 degree turn. Yeah. I so, thought it was an actor at first because it was so clearly like a stunt. Like she, no, got she could be a stunt double. Yeah. It was a professional fall. Cam as a doctor. Comedy gold. I, oh, yes. I was so happy she was able to diagnose Brandy as dead. That was super <laughs> These girls are actors. Who knew? I know. Oh, okay. We need to talk about the bad part of the episode. The cringiest of them all. The part where Carrie tries to stand on a rocking horse and doesn't think that's going to go poorly for her. So these women are in a historic house for Dallas. They're on like a TV set. Brandy wiggles into the room with a murder scene that's walled off with plexiglass so they can sleep there because they decided they didn't want to sleep in the other room. And Carrie tries to climb over plexiglass and snaps it in half. Mm -hmm. At this point, like, I think Dorinda, this is my conspiracy theory. I think Dorinda was fired from Real Housewives of New York because she was a liability as in a safety liability. And I think Carrie is going in the exact same direction. She's pushed Tiffany, who cannot swim in a pool multiple times. Mm-hmm. She ruined a pair of Louis Vuittons. Vintage, Julia. I know. Only one of some number in existence. Yeah, there's only two of those belts left that D'Andre owns. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the best part is? Hmm. They finally destroy this room trying to get into it. And Julia, can they sleep in the bed? No. Because it's a murder scene. So there's like fake blood all over uh, it. Yeah, but these girls love putting tomato sauce on things. Yes. Props to Deandra for locking them out. Carrie was the only housewife who was alone for the husband part, which was sad. It was sad, but from watching a few seasons back, like we're not surprised. I think if we're going to believe anything that the previews show us, they're definitely coming to an end. How this season ends with Brandy <gasps> talking to her <gasps> husband and then the white black flash. After she says like, I love you, we'll be together forever. And then we get a cut of Andy being like, so we all watched your husband make out in a club in Miami. What was that about? Do you know that Brandy and Carrie are not in person at the reunion? Oh, you mean have I seen the giant TVs leaning against chairs? Yes, I have, Julia. <laughs> Now, what excuse are they going to give? And do you think that's real? And do you think the producers are just keeping them away? Oh, like, again, liability? Yeah, I didn't think it until just moments ago. Well, the official report is Carrie either has been exposed to COVID or straight up has COVID. 
But I don't know about Brandy, but I wouldn't be surprised if she just like didn't want to go. And I don't think Brandy will be returning. But I don't think she'll quit. These girls don't have much going on. No. Do you know who doesn't have much going on? Miss Jen. Oh, this is all I want to talk about. I don't even know what we were talking about before. What did that woman do to the producers? Right? Did she sleep with someone she wasn't supposed to? All right, Julia. Well, I took to the internet. Oh, thank God. And I said, what the fuck? Where is Jen? And people were like, she was edited out. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, why? So what people have pieced together was she's in the middle of a divorce. In the divorce, kids can't be shown. So they had to cut storylines with kids. Okay. Yes. Understand Mm -hmm. that. Why was she cut out of party scenes? Multiple party scenes. And so people are speculating like maybe she's not going to get custody because she her job is to be drunk on TV or be around drunk people on TV. And then people are saying, well, maybe the editors got pissed that they had to cut so many things around her. They just said, fuck it and cut her out completely. But it's still a mystery. People are pointing out, why have the only things we've seen about her, her talking about her vagina? At the very beginning. Yeah. Came in really crude and rude with attitude, and we have not seen her since. I, I've never seen an edit like this. No. Supposedly, LaToya got edited out, like all of her family scenes. Sutton, too. Sutton's children could not be shown because they were in the middle of a divorce, and now Sutton has a diamond. Right, and LaToya, we may never see again, but she was definitely there Oof. bringing it. She was in more episodes than Drew. Do you think Jen was just so miserably lame? They just got rid of her? I mean, I personally was not a huge fan of the scenes that we watched her in in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So maybe it it felt disingenuous. So maybe she really couldn't bring it. What did she do? I don't know. And I want to know more than anything. Tiffany deserves a better cast. She can take Cam with her. I do like- Oh, and she needs Deandra. Okay, I would take Cam, Deandra, Tiffany. Give us a new crew. New Jersey time. So the women in this episode are just going so hard on Dolores. Why do they care so much about her getting a ring? Because guess who doesn't care? Dolores doesn't care. And I get she said she wanted it at one point, but she clearly doesn't care now. A lot of men wouldn't be comfortable with her being that close to her ex-husband. No. And the fact that David can tolerate that... Who are we to say anything? Well, that's kind of what I think too, Julia, is that she has like the sexual relationship with David, but she doesn't really want to be around him all the time because she likes living alone. But who goes on all the cast trips with her? Mm -hmm. Frank, he's like her man, Panion, and he provides the emotional support. Like, don't we all wish we had an emotional support, Frank? Yeah, and he's so committed to the bit that he's willing to kiss asses to keep his time on the show. Okay, when she gets her mammogram back and they hug and he says, I love you, we don't say it enough. And And she goes, no, 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 that's not a relationship anymore. Well, no, she's... You heard... That's what you heard? Yeah, no, but I heard her (gasps) saying... She was basically saying how I felt. One, she's uncomfortable talking about her feelings with her family because we've established that before. Yeah. Two is that they have a relationship that's in such a gray area you can't make this relationship up we do not know any ex is with a relationship like theirs they have carved a new category of relationship so if they don't say i love you maybe that's a line they don't cross that's not how i took it oh that's how i took it but i admire them no why are you sad i took it you were rooting them for to get back together i don't think they ever will though no i I don't think they should yeah i know they they do work with how they have this figured out 
I took it as Frank saying like, I love you. We don't say it because we are exes. And she said like, yeah, we just don't talk like that. Like we don't talk like that to each other, but we both know it. Oh, I think they do both know it, but I think she felt uncomfortable with him having to say it. Yeah, I did kind of feel that. And I think that she didn't feel like it needed to be said, which is beautiful. But then again, they have carved a relationship we've never witnessed before. In our personal lives or on our reality television shows. It's very beautiful. I hope that my ex-husband and I can have a relationship like this. <laughs> <laughs> Julia's in a happy marriage. Just going to state that for the record. But I want to keep him even if he divorced me. <laughs> He's a good boy. Who else is a gossipy boy? I don't know about good. Is Joe B. The most gossipy person on this show. Margaret's husband. Okay. Did Margaret's husband. Did you research this? I was I intended to. Did not. Did he have an affair with Margaret? Oh, because that weird comment? It was a funny, weird comment. But she did say, the first time I slept with Joe, he said, I have to shower to get your smell off before I go home to my wife. It was funny and it was smart and it was properly timed. But is that true? We should really have done the research on this. I know. I'll do it right afterwards. (laughs) Uh, I'll report to Alex tomorrow. Next uh, next episode, we'll fill you guys in. I'm sure everyone else knows. Yeah, everyone's (laughs) screaming. Um, but he's the one who spread the Evan rumor. Remember, he was the one who confirmed it. Yeah. And then he told the Teresa boyfriend rumor to everybody. I give him no credit. What do you mean? Margaret is the detective extraordinaire. You think she tells him, hey, tell me this on camera so I can act shocked? No, I think she gets it out of him. Look at, she was on the Teresa boyfriend warpath. She was. Episodes before anyone even sniffed it out. All right. And the only thing she's sniffing is pineapple. <laughs> no, I give him no credit. I think that she is a smart cookie and she drags it out of him. And that's why he seems like a gossip king. It's just because he's worked. But I love, I love a guy who will gossip with you. I, I don't know. I like it. I think it's very cute. But Margaret's such a little sassy pants. But I did like that she stood up for Dolores when the girls were going so hard about her and David. And, um, ew, Jackie, what's up with the, like, 18th century, a woman is nothing if she doesn't have a stable man in her life? What the fuck was that? I think Jackie's trying to talk herself into staying married to her husband. Oh, woof. Yikes. Um, Jackie, I could do without. Yeah, I could do without Jackie. Her drama only lasted us a few episodes, and right now in Jersey, not to say that I'm not delighted, because I am, we are writing off of watching fun siblings interact. And that's kind of what we've got going. That being said, I love the show. I mean, the Gorgas are carrying it. Yes. But other than watching fun family dynamics, we don't have real drama on this show right now. Why is that more fun to watch than Dallas? Is it their personalities are more fun? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oof. Are we ready for our last show of the ep? Yes. Julia, I was getting frustrated yet again watching Hannah on Summer House. How can she watch what we watch and still not get it? I would like to venture to say I think Des may not be good for her. Oh, no. He's he's definitely feeding into her delusions. A hundred percent. Because as you know, I've been watching Summers of Summer House Past. Yes. And I have made it to season four. So I'm mere episodes away from being a hundred percent caught up. And Hannah, season three, our first season with her, mm. she is delightful. I see why people said she was our favorite person on Bravo. People say that she's, she's really likable. She's right? likable. She's super self-aware. Self-aware? Yes. But watching Hannah 
try to say that she has never said anything bad about Kyle and Amanda's relationship? Huh? I mean, though he was quite dramatic, I do agree with Kyle for walking off set. I did too. It would be hard to sit in that swarm of lies. Ironically, she's gaslighting everybody, something she accuses all of them. And do you know who wins MVP award is Danielle and Lindsay, who had their one-liners ready to go. Danielle showed up and was like ready to call out Hannah for every bullshitty spin. The fact that Hannah's only comeback to Danielle was, what have I done to you? Yes. Just shows she thinks that because she hasn't done anything directly to Danielle, that's mean. That Danielle's not allowed to have an opinion. But the problem is, if you were just blatantly lying, everyone's allowed to have an opinion. She's just saying things and acting like her view of reality is just as valid as everybody else's. In a normal argument, you know, you kind of have to say, like, the truth is normally mm-hmm. in the middle. But we all watched the truth. I mean, Kyle even straight up says, like, your summer was on TV. We all saw it. And I don't get how she doesn't see the hypocrisy of acting like Luke led her on while she was boning other people and FaceTiming multiple people. Luke's a shit. Also, gonna put that out there. Luke was a shit, but she doesn't get to act like 100% of a victim. No, and she also shows that she's not used to having to be accountable for anything when Carl brings up something that she had done to him a couple of years ago. And she says, that was two years ago about the he does pills. Like, she thinks that that session has timed out. (laughs) There's a statue of limitations. Yeah, on the lies that she's told. Yeah, and... I'm, Danielle says, like, there's your another buzzword. Hannah kind of throws out these feminist-esque buzzwords, like woke buzzwords. But a guy is allowed to not like you and allowed to say that you're not a nice friend to his fiance. That's not necessarily toxic masculinity. No. And she says, like, oh, you're triggering me. Kyle yelling at me is triggering me. It's like, well, your lying is clearly triggering this whole cast. Mm-hmm. Despite trying to seem woke, Hannah is in trouble right now because on a podcast, she was laughing about how Luke had confided in her that he had had suicidal thoughts in the past. Well, number one, she brought it up, which is not okay. And then she was treating it like a ha ha ha. And people sent that clip to one of her sponsors, BetterHelp, which is a therapist service. Mm -hmm. And she has been dropped by BetterHelp. Wow. So there is some accountability, but I don't really. Oh, she's not taking accountability. (laughs) She is the victim of that. As somebody who has seen Summer House and you're watching her be cute and relatable, how did we get here? Is it that people felt so bad with her last season with like Luke treating her like shit that she got used to the attention from that? And so she's trying to like put it into every aspect of her life. That could be it. I also think we might be watching a little bit of a Heather Gay. (gasps) She's used to being everyone's favorite. She thinks that she can do no wrong. Oh, that makes total sense and like she was so perplexed by danielle turning on her she thinks that she has so much goodwill built up in the viewers mm-hmm. that we will stand by her people are definitely turning on her um because she, she was taken aback when danielle was starting to get in the middle of that fight my cat stevie would like to add to that <laughs> oh, yeah. you know what i like about Lindsay? i'm gonna pivot hard when you watch four seconds of this show and you see Lindsay doing Lindsay stuff you think, okay, Lindsay's going to be the unhinged person who doesn't have a grip on reality. But she's got her shit together and she can argue and she can fight and she brings up great points. 
you think she's going to be the wild one and she really isn't. Hannah is insane. Lindsay is super consistent and she's really good at telling you what she needs. She sadly just has a relationship with men who won't listen to that or think that they can get away with doing less. I think that Danielle hit the nail on the head. She got hoodwinked by Stravi. Oh yeah. She, we watched her be hoodwinked multiple times by mm-hmm. him. My final thought is Andy loves this cast. Oh. I've never seen him more excited to start a reunion. He's basically egging them on. He never lets people gang up. He let them gang up multiple times. I know we're not allowed to be excited about previews, but I am so excited for Luke to break the fourth wall and say something that ruins Hannah's emotional stability at that moment. I think that he's going to say, I liked Hannah, but then I kept it going for a storyline. Oh, that would be so Because that's really, that's really fucking sad and really mean. And that would mess with you. So if it's anything below that and she has that reaction, I'm going to be like, all right. Yeah. Any prediction? I mean, honestly, a good prediction. Um, I hope I'm wrong, though. That's like really twisted. No, but but he did talk to her every day during the pandemic. And the sad thing is, is like, I wish that Paige would sit her down and say, what you did isn't a problem. What Luke did isn't the problem. The problem is that you're villainizing Luke when you guys were doing the same thing. (sighs) Well, Julia, we had a wild week this week. I am so excited to meet up next week where we get to add Real Housewives of New York season 13, episode one. Can you believe it? I cannot. I'm giddy with delight. Me too. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.